Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back after that commercial break. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5 here in Birmingham. This is Parenting Hour. My name is Kathleen Roach Nagy. And we've had a lovely discussion with our three guests in front of me about breastfeeding. You may want to ask them a question. If you do so, please ring the studio manager on 0121 or email studio at unityfm.net and we will pass on all queries, all questions, any comments to them and they can and get back to you individually themselves. So before the break there, we were we were in deep discussion before the break, lots of talking and we've lots more talking to do. So we, we were talking a lot about uh, the benefits of breastfeeding and and um, how it's so natural, etc. I just want to throw something out there at you. I've heard of a poor mom one time that was told by an extended family that you're not allowed to breastfeed because you won't be able to do the cooking and the cleaning and it takes up too much time and therefore here to have the bottle the bottle is best it's easier we can help you in doing that we can give the bottle while you get on with cooking what advice I know we have our breastfeeding sport buddies now they're trying to give advice but what advice would you give a family that is listening in that have that opinion Babies in those early years are really born a little bit immature. Their brains are still developing, their gut's still developing. So many parts of that baby are still really immature and they need that protection from their mum in those early days. It might seem like a lot of time has been dedicated to sitting and feeding, Mm -hmm. but what you were giving those babies in those early days, early weeks, early months, early years, is a foundation for life, which is the slogan really for Breastfeeding Week um, Mm -hmm. for this year. but if we can invest that time in those early um, days, weeks, months, years into that baby, we'll get the rewards for the rest of that baby's life. So it's about educating the family to understand those benefits and to understand how it all works and how how they can work together mm-hmm. as a family to provide the best start for that baby. Okay. Um, yes, what uh, Caroline was saying is absolutely right. And, um, I hear this a lot from a lot of mums saying that they're under pressure really to give that bottle and you know other family members want to help out which is lovely um, but there are other ways that they can help and we encourage mums to do lots of skin to skin with their babies so for those who are not sure it's about putting baby on mum's chest no clothing um, but you can do it discreetly and babies and no clothing on top and that skin to skin and that can help with the milk production and it helps to relax baby it helps to regulate baby's temperature and it helps to release the hormone oxytocin for mum which is the love hormone um, which makes her feel nice and relaxed and looking at a baby fall in love with a baby Um, but not just mum can do that dad can do that Nan can do that, auntie can do that, siblings can do that. So there are lots of ways that the family can get involved with this baby, except for the breastfeeding, obviously that's up to mum. Mm-hmm. But So we don't want to exclude them and say, oh, this is mum's role and nobody else can get involved. Other family members, certainly dads, lots of dads love to do skin to skin with their babies. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe a new concept that's coming in and something that we need to educate dads about as well, their role. Yeah. I mean, I think skin to skin, it's been around a long time. And for dads? But not so much with dads, do you think, mm-hmm. maybe? Th- especially in our community. When we look at our community, probably our dads are 
they haven't heard about this before so it's probably new for them um, but it's something that actually now they're asked to do in the hospital and I've seen quite a few dads stripped off yeah. and the baby yeah. sitting on bre- and they are doing it so yeah. it's sometimes maybe it's just that professional coming in and asking them Absolutely. and then, then yeah. giving them permission in a way to, to do this yeah. and it's like you know if somebody's had a baby or like for me, you love to hold that baby, mm. to cuddle that baby in your arms. And you can feel that you feel, oh, this is lovely. I'm feeling really relaxed and, you know, calm. Um, and that's the same for dads and, and siblings. So we don't want to say to the uh, brothers and sisters, well, you know, we'll push you away now. They've got a little toddler. Sometimes they can feel pushed out, can't they? Mm-hmm. Mum's had a new baby and mum's breastfeeding. Um, and this is how they can get involved as well. So they can do skin to skin with their siblings yeah. And, and there's ways of you know of, of doing things sometimes the family can take the baby after the feed and then the baby will probably be settled for a little while with that family member while the mum you know gets involved in whatever it is that she happens to want to get involved in we're not <laughs> saying that mums can't do anything else and, you know at all <laughs> it's family life isn't it everyone needs yeah. to pull together <laughs> and work together as that family um, unit really to support each other all great advice there indeed and uh, I think it's, it's the whole package and we mm. are educating our families I think better in that now and mm. in, in getting that message mm. across and mm. including dads more actually on, we've included dads quite mm. a bit on the show and we want to include dads more especially you know the skin yeah. contact and um, caring for baby I've just very recently had my first dad come on the peer support training um, and there was a lot of uh, well not a lot but there was some questions asked by people should a dad be doing this should you have a dad training to be a breastfeeding peer support worker would a mum want a man to give her that support but maybe not um you know actually looking at the mum's breasts but there's a whole lot more involved in that um you know like I said before, just saying, you, you know, you're doing a great job. Um, and then he's going to go out, hopefully, and take that message to other dads. And that's how, so there's lots of different ways how we can get that message out there. You know, so I'd like to get more dads involved, more grandparents involved, um, so that they can pass that message on to their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren, etc. Well, as a grandparent myself, I remember my last grandchild. I actually had <coughs> some skin-to-skin contact oh, when she came, when her baby's mum came home from hospital after yeah. delivering and she needed her sleep. And I said, I'm here. Yeah. And yeah. it was lovely. It was yeah. lovely having that that little bond for that period of time yeah. and having yeah. that initial contact when mum needed and dad, they were up all night, needed some sleep. And uh, and I just took over for a little yeah. bit of part time. Yeah. So as you say, it's, it's a combination there, isn't Absolutely. it, of everybody working so you together. you were there when you were needed mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that's marvellous. But... I just wanted to add on to that, um, which just reminded me actually, Kathleen, we're talking about the benefits of breastfeeding and, you know, we know lots of mums know the, the common ones, but and you were talking about the human body and how wonderful it is. And if you think about a mum who's breastfed her children, in even when she's getting in later life, you know, into her 60s and 70s and then brittle bones or osteoporosis starts to come along, having breastfed her children, that can help reduce the risk of her getting that so it's marvelous isn't it so when i do the training you know i'll say to people so why would a grandparent be benefiting from breastfeeding so it's not just when you're breastfed your baby in them first early days or years the benefits of this sees you right through your whole life which i don't think that message is 
always mm-hmm. out there. And that's a big message in itself. So looking at the longitudinal life of mums from doing these acts. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the immediate effect, which there's a lot of research around breast cancer and things like that. But as you're saying, later on in life, you know, when we need our bones to be strong and things like that, um, it's... It's great that we've fed and uh, breastfed in earlier. Yeah. Wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful that we don't think about this. Uh, again, more miracles that are happening, and you know, it's uh, a lot of people that are listening into this. People of faith and thinking of how the they are thankful for these things that they don't have to ask for, but they're given them yeah. on a plate, and we forget to say. Thank you, thank yeah. you for, yeah. for this, subhanAllah, you know, that we ha- we're giving those bounties and to be grateful for what we have. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So dad's role is important. So that's something that we've we we're establishing here. Grandparents roles are yep. really important. Mm. And and as we link into breastfeeding week, we want to get that message across to them as well, that there there's a, a role for them. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That mum needs the support from the whole family, really. And that's why we want to get that message mm-hmm. out to the extended family. Extended family. Yeah. So we mentioned some of the medical benefits of breastfeeding for mum. Um, there's other medical benefits, I believe, for babies. We're looking at obesity nowadays, so there's medical research that supports yeah, that. Um, it's a national issue, um, mm-hmm. but Birmingham is looking particularly bad with uh, childhood obesity. Um, and there's lots of sort of work been going on now about looking into how we can actually not just deal with the issue of obesity when a child's five plus years or a teenager but looking at how we can prevent it from the offset and then the way of preventing it is by um, really getting the support there to help mums um, to um, breastfeed because breast milk is as we mentioned before the qualities in it um, really benefit the gut and the makeup of the child you will get a healthier child at the end of it with a lot of reduced risk to a lot of the medical complications that are affecting a lot of children now that are growing growing up um, we also look at the reduced risk of ear infections the reduced risks of eczema and asthma and chest infection um, it also helps to protect the oral health as well um, sort of reduce the risk of dental caries and it's just the fact that babies regulate their own appetite. A breastfed baby actually takes what they want when they need it. They have a drink when they want, they have their starter and main course when they want, and if they fancy a full five-course meal, they will have that. But what they're having is a natural, normal, healthy, full of real protective factors that's helping them internally and externally and emotionally every time they have a feed. It's amazing, isn't it, that the breast milk changes from feed to feed, mm. um, whether it's daytime, nighttime, whatever that baby needs or whatever time of day that, that it happens to be, the breast milk adapts and, and changes um, and it is unique to that baby. So it's just, it's, a, it's amazing mm-hmm. really how clever the body is to <laughs> produce just what that baby needs mm-hmm. at that particular time. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, the, again, the flip side to that is if the baby's having formula, he's having the same meal every day every time it has a meal because the the flavours and the tastes and varieties and the nutrients that aren't real nutrients just don't change it's it's quite a bland diet really Mm -hmm. Um, and packed with things that actually nobody knows what's in the formula a lot of the time what you see on the tin isn't actually what you're getting and it's not sterile so um, you know the thing again the beauty of breast milk is you know whatever that mum's eating in a way when it's broken down that baby's getting that taste so when they go on to their weaning stage they're actually a step ahead of the game because they're exposed to a varied diet anyway 
I never thought of it like that before, that actually yeah. they're very diet and, and comparing it to a same kind of meal continuously mm-hmm. for a period of time. It is, it is amazing. And of course, you know, we, we, although we're promoting breastfeeding and this being breastfeeding week, there may be some parents that are listening to this that had to use formula for whatever mm-hmm. reason. They may have had a physical abnorm- childhood with physical abnormality or they themselves with something happened to them physically wise mm-hmm. or uh, been very ill after the baby's birth, maybe, you know, yeah. very seriously and they weren't able to, to e- even express mm-hmm. that they were mm-hmm. very ill. So we do ha- they do have that option there. Yeah. 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 And I think with, you know, again, as we were saying in the beginning, because our work is very much about infant feeding and we haven't mentioned yet about baby friendly baby friendly is an international program really about setting the standards making sure that everybody has every health professional and peer supporter gets the same training so that we're supporting women how they should be supported and unfortunately with all the cuts that's not happening in some pockets of um, the UK but it really helps us to make sure that our messages are consistent so mm. the support a mum should be getting regardless of how she feeds should be the same if she's formula feeding she should be showing how to um, make up a formula safely making sure she's got equal measures of powder to um, her water that she's using she should be showing how to sterilise so that it's all done safely to make sure that the baby remains healthy and if she's giving both breast and bottle milk, um, the information and support should be there to make sure that she's maximising the breast milk as much as possible. So offering more breast than she is formula, mm-hmm. whichever works for her. If she's doing a formula feeding safely and getting the support to breastfeed and that works for her, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it's all about and that's what we're we're trying to, to do really, mm-hmm. to keep women happy. And that's what you do in the training and I know yeah. that's what you do in the training Absolutely. because yeah. we've yeah. had an example of that, is some training that Sandra did mm-hmm. uh, to our sparklers mm-hmm. and one of our sparklers was helping a mum who had to go back to hospital and her family at home didn't know how to make up a bottled milk Mm. so that sparkler had to guide them on how to do it because she learned on the training Mm. so even though it's promoting breastfeeding sometimes there is situations emergencies that you may have to give a formula you know and you know our role is not to say oh you know every woman should breastfeed and formula is you know evil you know like you said it's that woman's choice you know Mm. if she chooses not to breastfeed she still needs that help and support to be showing how to make that formula up correctly mm-hmm. um, you know um, and the right temperature etc we're, we're really here to support women with the choices that they're making um, and that's often when I ask women why they gave up breastfeeding it's because they didn't get that support that mm-hmm. they needed to continue to breastfeed so it's mm-hmm. not about us saying you have to breastfeed mm-hmm. it's about you having the right information yeah. to make the right informed choice yeah. and then supporting you with that choice yeah. mm-hmm. and, and it's about a, a real change in society because we, we have a saying that we talk about when we're training that breastfeeding shouldn't fall just on the responsibility of the parents it's not just about the mom it's not just about dad it's everybody's responsibility really looking far up as a government and beyond mm-hmm. we've got to be able to provide the support for women give them the information and also as a society in the uk change our own attitudes and beliefs towards mm-hmm. moms that are breastfeeding as well because what we don't want is our moms that are breastfeeding to feel that they're having to be locked in a corner or to go off to toilets to feed we need to see more of what's happening in many other countries across the globe where mums are able to feed in a cafe or in a restaurant and to feel safe doing that because the baby's doing what's normal they're Mm -hmm. having their food a bit like me going to a restaurant sitting and having my food 
Mm -hmm. And a bit like a baby that's foster feeding, sitting, mm -hmm. mum's holding him in her arms or dad giving him his food. Mm -hmm. We've all got the equal rights and human right to to eat where we want to eat. That, that's such a valid point, actually. We were only having a conversation recently with somebody and um, she was saying, what's wrong with breastfeeding in the toilets? And we were talking about the bacteria and things like that in toilets and things which she d wasn't aware of mm -hmm. um, uh, that, that that happens in toilets so it's trying to get that message across to other people that may be not aware of it that we need proper places to breastfeed in mm -hmm. society needs to have more of these areas or even breastfeeding is so natural you, actually I could be breastfeeding here in front of you and you probably wouldn't even know I was doing it we do yeah. uh, we have lovely uh, especially for Muslims it's so easy with the, if we mm. wear a scarf to cover yeah. up it mm. can be covered up very easy but yeah. if you don't some people have wear these little covers now yeah. which covers everything and conceal mm. everything but even if you don't actually you need to stare very carefully mm -hmm. at a mum if you are seen to see yeah, to see yeah, anything exactly. of their body yeah. Yeah. because usually it's all covered anyway with yeah. baby and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. definitely and for that uh, person who said what's wrong with breastfeeding in, in the toilets mm. then I'd say well would you want to take your meal into the toilet and eat your meal in, in the toilet? Because that's what the baby's doing. He's having his meal, isn't he? Mm -hmm. you know. Feeding is a social activity. We yeah. all do it in groups, yeah. don't mm -hmm. we? We mm -hmm. enjoy sitting down with the family mm -hmm. and talking and interacting. Mm -hmm. And these are lessons for the baby as well. So to pick up on all that positive um, messages amongst their family members where everyone sits and they, they talk and they laugh and they giggle. And, and it's a happy time. And actually, do we want to deny a baby of sharing in that? It's important mm -hmm. that they're part of that family and part mm -hmm. of that activity. Mm -hmm. It is, and I suppose this leads us on to talking about breastfeeding in public. There's a lot this week, being Breastfeeding Week, on social media about breastfeeding in public, where some people are very supportive of it and mm -hmm. think we should be doing it more, like we're saying, it's discreet and it's natural mm -hmm. and nobody needs to know what's happening. And then we have other people, even women, saying no we shouldn't be doing this, that uh, this is not something that I want to see or I want to watch. Mm -hmm. What are your opinions on, on breastfeeding in public? Okay, I think it's it's very individual for that family, for the mum and, and her partner. Um, and I think at the very beginning of the conversation, Caroline talked about confidence in um, breastfeeding and mum's you know natural ability and confidence in her own body to you know she doesn't doubt the fact that she's pregnant and a baby's going to be born at the end of it so she starts doubting about her feeding issues and then once she's got to you know a point where she actually wants to leave the house she's worrying then about what am I going to do when I go out and where do I feed and who's going to see me so the confidence issue comes in then it is about that self-belief and her um, sort of being reassured that she's not doing anything wrong She's covered by the Equality Act 2010 to feed wherever she wants to feed. She's doing something as simple as really feeding her child. So it's about her sort of planning her journey, thinking about where she's going to go, thinking about who she's going to be with. Um, and maybe for the first time she goes out, she goes out with a partner or a sister or a mom. So she's got somebody with her and being prepared. Has she got all her kit that she needs in a bag? Has she got a shawl? Has she got a little blanket she might want to use? Is she sitting where she's comfortable sitting? Is she worried about the people that is around her? Thinking about all those things. She can't, you can't plan everything. Mm -hmm. But I think it's about her knowing that she's safe and mm -hmm. feeling safe and feeling reassured that actually what she's doing is a normal thing to do. And if people have an issue with that, like some members of the public do, 
it's where she can't really take it too much on board because she's not doing anything wrong mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. and her family are there to support her and if she's on her own as long as she knows <coughs> that she's safe which she is mm-hmm. um and she's comfortable and the baby's happy and mm-hmm. the baby's having a feed she just run with it mm-hmm. really yeah, oh, that's, you know, what Sharon says, absolutely right. And I think I'd add on to that is also, I think it's about educating other people, actually, that um, there's nothing wrong with what she's doing and if we can get that message out there. So it's not the onus is on the mum to, oh, you know, I need to find somewhere that I can breastfeed without getting intimidated that's great but then I think we need to take it a step further and actually educate people to say you know what there is nothing wrong with what she's doing if she wants to breastfeed in public it's not a problem like you said uh, Kathleen you really can't see anything you'd have to go right up and stare at that woman's chest to be able to see anything I'm sure if you were just walking through a city you wouldn't really notice um but what we can do as well, and what we had in the past, and I don't know whether it still happens, is um, there used to be uh, little stickers and you could put them in cafes and it'll say breastfeeding welcome. So that mum knows that she can go to that cafe or that restaurant um, and she can breastfeed there and she's not going to get you know, told she has to move or go in the toilet. Um, so that's a really good idea. Mm. So if you know somewhere mm. that breastfeeding mums are welcome, well, breastfeeding mums should be welcome everywhere. Yeah. But you know, for her confidence and for mm-hmm. her to feel happy, she's oh, I know that cafe on the high street. They've got one of them stickers in. I can go in there and have mm. a drink. Or mm-hmm. or some places say just come in and breastfeed. You don't even have to buy a drink. And and I've heard of places we'll give mum a glass of water. Um, they're happy for her to come in and do that. Yeah, there are quite a few places in the UK are very good with that <coughs> scheme, like Bristol and Somerset. Mm. Birmingham's quite behind with that. And I think mm. um, what Sandra's saying is right. But then I'm just thinking about our city. We've got a lot of work to do. We used to have that scheme, didn't mm. we, over 10 yeah. years ago? Yeah. But we've got a lot to do to get that back because, it, you know, a mum shouldn't have to look for a sticker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She should feel that she should be able to sit and feed mm-hmm. without having to ask permission yeah. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. to do that. So it yeah. really is about confidence and strength and support definitely I think if we work together on that cafes it could be um, a way promoting their cafe and uh, inviting in more people and showing how friendly they are family friendly that is a good thing for cafes to do this so maybe it is nice to have that because word of mouth will pass around then between mums you know this is a friendly place as you're saying that if somebody does come in they will support me it's nice and and the wonderful thing about breastfeeding I remember breastfeeding my first uh, a child born in Ireland and my family lived oh about 140, 150 miles away from where I was living at that time and I used to hop in the car with her and we'd stop on, on the way down and these back roads and I'd just take her out and feed her and do everything yeah. and then put her back in again and then mm. continue the journey on. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. No sterilising yeah. bottles with Absolutely. me or anything. Everything yeah. was just how long the journey took because you could feed her yeah. whenever yeah. she needed. Yeah. 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 So it is so convenient yeah. for, uh, for parents. Yeah. Long plane journeys. Long plane journeys. And you know when you, the plane's taking off and that you get that uh, pain in your ears yes. like, I've seen many mums pop the baby on the breast and as they're uh-huh. feeding that on the breast and you don't get that the poor baby crying and screaming because yeah. their poor ears are hurting exactly. so 
you know. Mm. Yeah. And, I, and I do think when you're feeding out in public, there's nothing more that draws attention to you than a screaming baby. Mm. Actually popping the baby on the breast will draw a hell of a lot less attention yeah. to you mm. than yeah. actually yeah. your screaming child. Yeah. So yeah. it's mum's feeling confident to, to, to put their baby to the breast as a way of comforting or feeding um, their child when they're out in public and not shying away from what they would naturally do at home, but mm. having that confidence in their parenting choices. Brilliant. So as in the last couple of minutes of the show now, is there oh. any tips that we you would like to pass on breastfeeding week, tips for mm. our listeners? Oh, could we say one each or one or two each? Yeah. I, I, I would say to any parent that's listening now that's struggling is um, you're not on your own and what you're doing is a wonderful thing. Don't give up. You take a feed at a time and don't be afraid to ask for help because there is help out there. You know, seeking your midwife, your health is to go to your children's centre and find out what's available to them and also um, have a look at some of the apps that are available, the Baby Body app, um, as Kathleen mentioned, and also there's a National Breastfeeding Helpline um, which has a phone number and also there's the Association of Breastfeeding Mothers, there's Breastfeeding Network, there's a new um, link that came out today, actually the 1st of August, which is the Breastfeeding 24-7 Support, which you can actually access on Facebook, on Facebook Messenger. And when you sort of type in your query, you'll get a response back. That's a new, new improved mm. app that's available. Um, but have a look on the Baby Friendly website as well. It's UNICEF Baby Friendly UK, lots of videos and information on that. But most of all, seek somebody that can spend some time with you face to face because it really does help it really will help you and I suppose following on from that I would like to say that we've talked a lot about peer support and if any mums are out, out there are interested in being uh, trained to become a volunteer peer supporter um, I'd love to hear from you so if you pop along to your local children's centre um, tell them that you've heard this on the radio you can give my name um, and yeah we can get some training out there for you guys Finally, I'd just like to say, believe in yourself. You can do this and we are here to help you. And whatever your challenges may be, most of them are easily overcome. They just need a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of information, a little bit of information from a health professional maybe or a peer supporter who could come out to see you. Um, and just take it day by day. Just take it feed by feed and we will get you where you want to be. And it's such a rewarding thing to do. You will really enjoy it. But in those early days just keep asking for help if it feels like it's a mountain to climb we can get over that and overcome those problems wonderful advice there thank you so much for coming into studio thank you for giving up your time it was wonderful having you thank you listeners for tuning in um, do tune in to us again next week when we're going to have another topic inshallah for you and do believe in yourself they're lovely words to end with assalamu alaikum <laughs>